0: you're listening to guys on the sideline podcast where you'll hear opinions predictions and sports takes in every direction if you're a die-hard sports fan this is the place to be they've never played they have no experience but they have plenty to say and now here are the guys on the sideline Welcome to Guys on the Sideline, the podcast. This is episode six. Today's podcast is brought to you by Joe frickin' Ingalls. <laughs> There, I said it. Joe, fricking Ingles, eh? Hey, everybody, welcome on in. I'm Jeff, joined by my sidekick, Chris. Chris, episode six. Can you believe we're here yet? I can't believe it. Yeah, it's lucky number, so this is the best one yet. Stay tuned. For sure, is the best one yet. The other couple have been okay, but they're they're getting better. Thanks for uh, staying with us. We'll let the fans vote. (laughs) So you heard it. Joe freaking Ingles. Today we're going to dive into Utah Jazz coverage. This guy has had a tear. Would you say this has been his best week? He's on a tear. He's a jazz man. He's,
1: he's our team's best player right now. No, no question. At me. Go ahead and at me on that one on Twitter. Just <laughs> at me all you want. Um, yeah, I think I think he's on a tear. And look, he's just the most lovable guy on this team. He he's, our, he's our math teacher, Australian, goober guy that's just you could not go to a factory and, and invent a more
0: jazzy utah jazz player and that's who he is and we love him listen chris you thought i thought i'm growing this pathetic looking beard because it's november no shave november no 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 no. this is in tribute to joe ingles did you know that did you know jeff then that we could actually call this November?
1: all righty then
0: Oh, boy. You heard it here first. Joe Vamber. That's stuff you're only going to get on guys on the sidelines. That's right. Now, Chris, for those that might be tuning in for the first time, tell them a little bit about the podcast.
1: (laughs) Look, this is all about crazy fan theories and unabashed emotion, man. That's all that this is about. Um, So come in here, join the feeding frenzy. Um,
0: You know, things get emotional, things get intense. That's what it's about. Okay. Well, our attorneys have told us right from the get-go here, we need to get our legal disclaimers out there. So let's uh, go ahead and pause for a moment and get those out of the way now. Lawyers, jump on in. The opinions and predictions on this podcast are right 98.3% of the time. Okay. Well, Chris, you uh, heard it right there. You can't really argue with uh, the legal team, right? Jeff, I feel indemnified. (laughs) You all right? (laughs) I feel good. All right. Let's jump in. Uh, So again, episode six. Today, we're going to talk about the Jazz. We're going to talk a little NFL. Um, I'm excited about this. This weekend, one of us is going to be happy. For those that have been listening to the podcast, you know that Chris's favorite team is who? The (coughs) Oakland (coughs) Raiders. And mine is the Arizona Cardinals. And I think we... um, We guaranteed, I shouldn't say guaranteed, but we had high hopes. I think both of us, um, maybe that's what brought us, brought our percentage down. We should have been 100% right, but we kind of were talking a big game with the Cardinals and the Raiders.
1: Just a bit outside. I certainly didn't pick us to be the worst team in the NFL by a lot.
0: And we are. Well, know. you know, thank you, San Francisco 49ers, See, last night. Thank I mean, you,
1: hey. third-string quarterback. They pulled in from a JV team down the road. Hey. High school quarterback was crying at the end of his game hey. his parents on the field. Yeah, well, you know. I mean, you know, good for him and all, but hate to break it to him. He was playing a JV secondary because the Raiders have traded away their entire team. Yeah, not,
0: not pretty. But who knows? Maybe they're building for the future. So we'll get there. Um, but first, let's talk Utah Jazz. We have to start last Friday night. Um, Boston how Celtics, s- How the sweet. Seas. It was. Came into town. Now, there was a lot of controversy. The jazz organization put together a little tribute for Gordon Hayward, and then they wrestled. Oh, Do we play it on the big screen? And I and think they, they did. Ma- did
1: they not? I don't think they did. Uh, I think they,
0: they they said that they were going to uh, put it out on social media. We'll have to oh. check with Luke, who was at the game booing and heckling from the 13th floor, <laughs> yes, I was. believe. But they opted to play it just on social media. I think they made the right call there because I think, man, it would have got ugly. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and again, there was debate on should we boo should we not boo are we a classy organization what's your take on that how do you think things played out I, I personally think that the jazz look I don't
1: I don't know why they feel the need to fall all over themselves to prove for the umpteenth time that they're the classiest organization in the world when it comes to Gordon Hayward look they they were gracious about his exit they didn't speak ill of him they didn't from from the front office perspective from an executive perspective they didn't throw any shade in old old Gordon's direction we don't. Don't need to give an opposing player a tribute video though i think there just comes a point where it's like i understand he was here for a long time but i also don't i don't like the message it sends the fans that like oh we were so blessed to have been graced with with gordon hayward's presence for seven years or whatever it was so i'm all for them not playing it and you're right it would have gotten really nasty and it was nasty to begin with so
0: the game um speaking of nasty um, it was interesting started out bad S- started out bad um, the Celtics were uh, in the back the second half of a back to back they lost yeah. to the Su- or they won the Suns beat, beat the, the Suns, Suns in OT. overtime the night before Yeah. Uh, but they came into town I think uh, Gordon even in warm ups right every time he touched the ball boo. boo and and I'm with you listen I think the Jazz organization is a classy organization yes. I think the fans are well educated I think it's a good fan base sure, but they're passionate and, but they're passionate and yeah we're not uh, we're not gonna roll out the red carpet for Gordon Hayward who kind of stabbed us in the back no. a little bit? And let's face it here. Th- okay. You know, time to
1: hit the red alert. Ding, 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 ding. Time for crazy theory okay. time. All right. right. It's now. It has arrived.
0: Please, Chris, let's hear it.
1: I think that Gordon Hayward's um, above level play was completely manufactured by the process we built around him. We ran our offense through him. We we started with the, you know, the, each possession with the ball in his hands usually so it would bounce around a bit. We we get him in isolations. Our entire offense. Op- offensive game was focused on Gordon Hayward that he is what the fifth or sixth most talented offensive player on the Celtics right now I mean granted he's recovering from a yeah. devastating injury I get that that'll take time but I do not think you will ever see Gordon Hayward you heard it here first he will never return to the m- numbers he had in Utah I think that Celtics are going to blow up after this year I think either Kyrie or Gordon or both will be gone at the end of this season Kyrie made some weird comment about oh we need a we need more like a fourteen-year veteran on this team. Did you hear that? I didn't hear that. What does that even mean, right? I mean, you you've got <laughs> you've got Al Horford. That's
0: like eleven years. Where's Richard of, Jefferson. When you need him,
1: Where's Richard Jefferson? And it, like he came from a an old, terribly old Cleveland team. And that was anyway. I think Kyrie's already showing signs that he's going to diva his way out of there. They're not playing well right now. They're on a skid. And hey, Utah fans, if you want some entertainment, if you want some some nice, delicious Schadenfreude, go go look at like Bob. Boston Celtics fans Twitter and see what they're saying about Gordon right now. They're already turning on him. I, I knew it would. It wouldn't take long. They're not going to give
0: this guy a year to recover
1: from his injury. Not with Jason Tatum in the wings.
0: Okay, so here here's um, some insight or some analysis from us uh, on the game. <laughs> The thing that stood out to me most – and again, this is – we're talking – this this whole podcast is sponsored by Joe Ingalls today. It's Joe Ingalls, episode six. Joe Vember. Joe Vember, thank you. Guys on the sideline. Would you rather – would you rather have Gordon Hayward – and I, I've got the numbers here Ooh. from our friends over at Hoops Hype. Gordon will make thirty-one point two million dollars this year, next year thirty-two point seven, and the following thirty-four point one million. Oof. First off, we got to tip our hats to Gordon Hayward, like he really conned Danny Ainge and the Boston Celtics. Uh, I'll say those are some beautiful numbers. Or so that Mike. Back to my yes. question: Would you rather have Gordon Hayward and those numbers, or Joe Ingles, who will make twelve point five million this year? 11.4 the year after and 10.3 the year after. He's on the books through the 2020 2021 Easy. season. Easy. Who, who are you taking, Chris? Taking Joe. Taking my man Joe. Let me, let me say something maybe outrageous, and this is not Bitter Jazz fan. Maybe it is a little bit, but no, this is not Bitter Jazz fan. I think I would take Joe Ingles at 12 million Absolutely. over Gordon Hayward sure. at 12 million. Sure. If, if the numbers were the same, sure. I honestly think I would take Joe. Mil? Absolutely. No, no, but I'm saying if Gordon was only making 12. If if the numbers were the same. Wow. I think I would take Joe. Sure. No, am I crazy? No, no, I don't think you are. Because right now, certainly based
1: on what he's done for us lately, and that's all that sports in any, any, um, any sport is about. It's what have you done for me lately? Right now, Joe Ingles is the is playing like the, he's the best te- player on our team in some ways. Now, obviously, Rudy just does his thing, and it's so consistent we forget in somewhere in some ways. But but Joe won us the game against Boston. Turned in twenty seven point performance. Closed out the game um, last night against Memphis on the road against a tough, really good team that we typically struggle with. I Look, Joe is is stepping up and winning those games. That was the most we ever wanted for and asked for from Gordon. And if you got a guy like Joe who can do it, is he going to do it the same way every single night? I don't think so. No, not, not a guy that has to hit threes. Did Gordon do it every night? Absolutely no, not. He didn't. No. Um, so,
0: and so, so returning to that Boston game, also uh, fun to watch, was Jay Crowder. The emotion oh, that he brought against his former team. And man, yes. I love me some Jay. Yes. He was awesome.
1: Well, and the whole question The the whole debate over who's our favorite Maybe we're going to get into that later But our favorite supporting member of the Utah Jazz I was going to say My favorite guy His name has three letters, starts with a J But it's J, not Joe my favorite right now is Jay Crowder. I think – do you see his tenacity in that Celtics oh. game? He's walking through their huddles. He got a technical <laughs> for it. But I, I love that, man. I do the too. Jazz, look, people hate playing here, and I love that they hate playing here. Absolutely. Because we, we're not going to make it a picnic for them. Our fans are going to be rough on them. We're a small market. That's what we're yeah, about, that. man. And we're going to grind it out, and we're going to get in your head, and we're going to make you mad, and we're going to we're going absolutely scramble the brains of people like Russell Westbrook that can't handle anything other than a royal treatment. No, we're going to go after after you, man. Yeah. So, I mean, I love that, and I think Jay embodies that. I think Rudy embodies that, and I think to an unsung extent, our, our boy Donovan does as well. You see him put up post on Twitter, he does it more subtly, but posted a picture from that Celtics game and there, it was like a three-part picture series, the last of which was him um, squaring up on on old Hayward. Doesn't say anything else, but just, he knows, he's a smart dude and he's playing into that. I love that about this
0: team. Absolutely, and, and I was going to go there next as far as <laughs> They, um, Quinn Snyder, the coaching staff, they said, get the ball to Donovan. And if you look down the stretch, they went at Gordon Hayward. And yes. they scored. Um, Donovan didn't make all the shots. I think no. Faves got a rebound, mm-hmm. uh, put back, a bucket. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the plan of attack. And it worked. Yeah. Um, Gordon, I think, played the most minutes he had played all season yeah. in that game. Yeah. And it was. I think it was the it was the right coaching move and I think Quinn Snyder and the, and the staff still respects Gordon but man I think they gave the fan base what they wanted and that place just
1: erupted but what else does it tell you and that's a great point that you make what does that tell you this is a guy who coached Gordon out you know for several years knows Gordon really well right what does it mean that he says go after this guy in the fourth him. quarter
0: yeah interesting
1: it he's something he knows something about Gordon he knows something about his mental makeup and uh,
0: somebody that you'd want to give $32, $33, 34000000 million dollars they, to? They will not year. have that on their books by the end of the year. Great. We're going to offload
1: that because Gordon is... And look, I I never was not cheering by any stretch when Gordon had his terrible injury. You never want that. No. That's a terrible thing. Um, but, you know... I it's really it's not based on that I just don't think he's going to end up on the Celtics I don't know where they're going to ship him off to but you got Jason Tatum that put up like 30 the other night I mean you've got really yeah. good players that he's oh, Ky- fighting for minutes Kyrie with. and Tatum those are your guys you're building why, rat, why, do you wanna, why do you want to why do you want to get deep deeply invested on a rehabilitation project
0: right now you know what I mean sorry to say sorry to say for Gordon no, to- totally agree so let's return real quickly to last night's action um, we started with our uh, tribute to Joe Ingalls um, amazing shot. For those that didn't see it, you gotta go look it up. Mm-hmm. Um, he he took a, a hit to the head, got some blood going. Uh, came back with the coolest bandage, right? Become a legend. Man, that was like how many sequels are there to the Karate Kid now? But it, it,
1: that, totally. that was number... What's Joe's number? Number 17, whatever it is, right? I mean, it was Karate Kid 15. The guy comes out, does the sweet kick at the very end in
0: the form of hitting a nice three-pointer, then points to his bandage. Does the old Aaron Rodgers. I, I gotta throw Aaron Rodgers. There, the old because he's just a discount. savage man, just a it, savage. It was awesome. Hits the three. Is there anything prettier than a south paw from down under knocking down that jazz on The arc. Did you see? Sorry to harken back to the Celtics game, but there was this amazing three he put up. Where
1: essentially the minute the ball touched his palm, he basically launched it up there and hit it. And even the
0: commentators were going, "Whoa, I've never even seen that guy's unreal." And I think, I think he, to to your earlier point, he is the perfect jazz man. I think we love him as a fan base here. Um, he feeds off that. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, where, where did he come from? He was kind of a nobody, and I think yeah. he's made a name. He's a legend. Yes. So I, yes, I, yes. I want to go into this next uh, segment here, Chris. So thinking about your favorite role player in Utah Jazz history, because right now, you're going to have to put Joe Ingles in that mix, right? Yeah. I think he's no he's question. building the love and the found base. But who else you got? If you're thinking back to role players over the years, um, who are you going with? Okay, this isn't my answer answer, but I just
1: have to throw this out there, I think you've got to throw Joe Johnson in the mix, even though he was a, only kind of a brief member of this team. Um, that that series he had against uh, the Clippers a couple years ago was so awesome; it was so cool. And, and I think that it really um, kind of it, it really kind of put us on a different trajectory in some ways, right? It, it kind of gave our whole organization this this feeling that we were going on to, to bigger and better things. And so, Joe Johnson, I just it's, that's a shout out. No, that's not my de- yeah, let, put, put give, give me yours and let me. Well, think you a bit know, more I'm,
0: I'm going way back, but. Um, Antoine Big Dog oh, Carr, yeah, Doc he was man. a he was a fan favorite. I, I'd throw him Gotta out love there. Antoine Carr for um, sure. My personal favorite growing up was the scrappy garbage man, Adam Keith. Do you remember Adam Keith? I remember Adam Keith. Little I'm redheaded, sure. uh, yes, sir. Center and power forward. Um, big T Thurl Bailey was always good, and he's big, you know s- stuck around. Here, Here's what I want to throw out here. The gutsy Greg Foster. Now, I don't know if you remember when he does a full throat slit to the entire Los Angeles Lakers bench back in the playoffs. <laughs> I think the year that they, they swept him. Greg he comes, Foster. gives him, right, Greg Foster of all people. I'm sure Kobe as a rookie is like, who is this guy? Um, yes. and anybody that's going to do that to the Laker bench in my mind is a, is a terrific a role favorite. player. Memo Okur. I don't know if Memo is a role player. He's kind of a star in that. But uh, give me some uh, some money, man. Memo was a, a huge, huge favorite of mine. Who who are we missing? So the one I'm thinking that I think is a big one is Ring. I think
1: Matt Harpring. Okay. Yeah, because I think, look, kind of an unsung era in some ways that he was in. In some way, like uh, let's just say jazz fans have mixed feelings about that era. But what I pr- appreciate about Harpering, he is that ultimate lunch pal guy, got the absolute most – out of everything he did That's a Utah guy yeah. That's a guy who's physical Who's scrambled I love that he's still part of our, The organization Still does the telecasts And things like that Which is cool Or is it just radio But anyway No, you telecast know, He's te- on with telecast, Bowler yeah He's on with Bowler You know, I just think it's cool And I think he He really embodies So much of what The Jazz are about And he's just You know, Joe Ingalls Yeah, he's, he's a different style He has kind of Some of that Kind of humorousness to him But I think Harpering's an easy
0: one to overlook Okay Anybody we're missing? I'm going to give you two that i okay yes go, i got go another for one. it but before two that i'm not going to put on that list I,
1: I think an unsung one is howard eisley from back howard the day. Isley. he would come in he'd make big great, shots. Man. great great
0: backup you know stockton. i
1: remember growing up when you grow up with a with a legendary team with hall of famers all-time great players the only thing you're really worried about is well is our bench going to give up too much of our lead you almost always had a lead you almost always had a double digit lead with stockton and malone but year by year what you were interested in was is that bench going to keep things going and in critical moments my memory and you know is is just howard eisley He'd hit, a, he'd hit a little yep. floater He'd hit a, a little mid-range jumper And uh, he would just kind of keep things
0: afloat And so I think he's a good one what about old uh, – help Help me with his first name, Sanjana Gaines? Do you oh, remember Sudiana him? or Yeah. Yes. Uh, how do you say his name? It's, I don't he, know. signed him to a 10-day contract. He beat LeBron and the Cavs with the three-pointer, <laughs> falling out of bounds. That was, uh, that was good stuff. That's that. So here are two that I'm not going to put on my list. Mark Jackson, who you know as we have these segments, oh, is my, my least favorite human in the, in the world. Yes. Um, did you know the story about Mark Jackson trying to turn the locker room on John Stockton? He came in towards the very end of his that's career. Bizarre. And uh, essentially – trying to turn the locker room. The guy against, against
1: the statue, against the guy that's now encased in bronze, on uh, you know outside the arena. Yeah, that's a, probably Please, not a good strategy. Please,
0: Mark Jackson, the guy, the coach that couldn't make it work with Steph Curry and Clay, <laughs> with the team and that would go on to be arguably the, the best greatest. Of all time. Team. Hey, not, nice job, Mark. W- way to play. Here's another one that's going to be a little controversial. Derek Fisher. Do you remember Absolutely. Derek Fisher coming into the the, the, the playoff Warriors game? game. Oh, was it the yeah. Warriors game? Oh, yeah. He was out of town with his with a family um, family member. Medical daughter, situation, daughter his daughter, situation. and he comes in, they put him in, he comes in, lights it up, wins wins oh, a yeah. playoff game for the Jazz. Classic,
1: emotional win, it's a fantastic one. Hey, now, here's, here's one going way back. David Benoit, just kidding. David Benoit. David Benoit. David Benoit. That's more of a Theodore Blue Blue Edwards Edwards, kind of guy. Blue Edwards. That's what's funny, man. Like in Utah, it's all support players, you know, for the most part. We don't have terribly many stars. We've
0: you know had maybe five. This might be before your time, but Mike Brown, the Brown Bear. Oh, do you remember him? I don't remember. Huge guy. Let me tell you a quick story on him. one thing to point out too, if you're not following Mark Eaton on Instagram, you should. Okay, mm. Mark, Inc- Mark Eaton, excuse me, has a really good Instagram page. So he shared a photo of him and Brown Bear. And Brown Bear, he was probably 300 pounds when he was playing with the Jazz. He's probably 400 today. He's a big. <laughs> they called him the Brown Bear. So he kind of derailed my MBA hopes. You know, there were a lot of things. Maybe my height. Maybe my basketball ability. Those probably. Ability, et you know, that's probably most important. But I remember as a kid going to see Mike Brown. Come out to one of those junior jazz things where they you meet the player. Oh yeah. And I remember we asked him a bunch of questions and somebody asked, you know, what's your career high? And he said he scored like sixty points in a game one time. And Mike Brown was a defender. He was not an offensive star. And so when he said he scored sixty points as his career high, it deflated my dreams because my <laughs> career high, Chris, at the time was 18 points. And I thought, man, I've got I've got some good offensive skills. Well, 18 points in junior jazz, that's the entire
1: team's total for the game. Right. I mean, those yeah. games tend to end I, at I, about 30. I appreciate that. So uh, don't sell yourself short. You may have been on your way okay. to 60-point
0: outings. Well, him and my uh, high school coach, Jay Walker, I remember at a playoff, too. I'm um, sorry, Coach. Wasn't a huge fan. Um, I'm sure he's not listening at the moment. But I remember, for whatever reason, he pulled all of the kids trying out for the team in the gym one day, and he just he just started yelling at us. And he basically said, not one of you is going to make the NBA. <laughs> And right, I mean, I felt just deflated, and the whole, um, the whole gym, everybody was just like, uh, right? I mean, we all felt like we were. For all make you know, Jimmer was in there with you guys. He, he, he could didn't have been. Even know, he could right? have been. Jimmer puts up seventy five points. A terrible example, actually. I mean, uh, he a, made it to the NBA for a minute there. Yeah, very, very good. Um, anybody else we're missing? I think that uh, covers it. I think it
1: covers um, it. But hey, anybody out there, give us yours. Who's who's that guy? I, I know somebody's shouting it there. I know one of the, of somebody out there is shouting. One, at one the, of the four people. One listening. of the four people. Whatever.
0: Derek, are you listening? Uh, shouting
1: at your phone or your computer? You you know there's a guy we're missing. Who, who is it? You got to tell us. Let us know.
0: Tell us right now. We'll go with Joe Ingles. Um, as are the latest and greatest. So shout out to Mr. Ingalls on his phenomenal play. Okay, uh, quickly, let's shift over to what I want to call, I'm super excited about this next segment, the George Costanza Do the Opposite segment. Chris, do you know what I'm referring to? Do do. you remember the episode? Absolutely. Walk us through it. It's that
1: amazing episode where George realizes that uh, his life's in shambles because he keeps trusting his own judgment and instincts. So he says, well, look, things are going badly this way. Maybe they'll go much better if I just do the exact opposite of everything that i that i think i should do and lo and behold his life does get better for a while until i get slapped in the head by elaine who's really <laughs> unhappy with him
0: let's take a quick lesson every instinct i have in every aspect of life be it something to wear something to eat it's up and wrong my name is george i'm unemployed and i live with my parents
1: i'm victoria hi
0: Okay, so the purpose of this segment is to do just what George Costanza did. He goes against the grain, against his own thinking, and as he does that, things start to be amazing. So, sadly, we've made some predictions on this show that haven't gone as uh, maybe we thought they would. And so this segment is the do the opposite. So who are you going to pick? And then let's 180. Do the opposite. Do the opposite.
1: Well, I think normally um, I would go ahead and make the pick of um, the Los Angeles Chargers. Still hard to say that without stumbling. The Los Angeles Chargers. You think? Well, they're definitely going to beat Denver. Denver's a dumpster fire. Vance Joseph's on the, the chopping block. He won't be there much longer. Um, but that's one that that's a sneaky trap game. That's a trap game right there. I might say do the opposite of what my instinct tells me. Maybe you actually bet on the Denver Broncos in that game. Although Ooh. that makes me feel terribly dirty because Ooh. I hate those AFC West rivals. Obviously.
0: Okay, here's one for you. Philadelphia at New Orleans. There's not a team hotter than the New Orleans Saints right now. Yeah. And um – Drew Brees found him a, a ground game And it's killing my fantasy team by the way I don't know why I'm starting him over Mitch Trubisky But Philadelphia at New Orleans New Orleans playing hot right now They're on a high Could Philly go in there just losing to their sure. rivals Dallas Cowboys sure. That might be one that I'm going to drop It's a rebound
1: game. Re- rebound game Absolutely could be Sneaky one Okay NFL games we got right We got our couple ones Now I got one for you Okay Alabama or the field For the national championship Yep well, someone else uh, They don't look like It doesn't look like Anyone's close But aren't those The years that are ripe For someone to come Out of nowhere I, I don't yeah. know
0: I would go Alabama So to your point yes. In this theme Right do you think there's somebody? Clemson, Notre
1: Dame. Clemson, seem, you know, has. I don't think Notre Dame. I think there's are somebody they could get smashed, and, and I don't even think they'll make it to the championship game. Michigan, Jim Harbaugh. Mm, it, that could be. It could be because it could be turned into one of those defensive struggles. Um, and I, I think that Michigan's starting to maybe figure things out on offense. So I don't know. That's an interesting one. Um, again, smart money tells you Alabama all the way. They're you probably, would think probably the heaviest college. Favorite favorite in some time and against all the other times they've been favored this has got to be one of the the top most but I don't know. It could be the time. I'm just saying, if you're going to go yeah. against the green, do it at a time when the favorite is a heavy, heavy favorite, uh, when they could get shocked and upset. They only it, Look, the Mississippi State game, 24 um, nothing. You know, doesn't necessarily pop out at you in a lot of ways, but just 24, if there's a, maybe an SEC de- defense that can keep them low you and the like, score. You sound like Nick Saban. <laughs>
0: 24, that's all you're going to give me? That's right, man. What's he Guys yelling at his defense? Yeah. You gave up field position. Jeez. I know they didn't score, but come on. Right. Keep them on their heads. The You're field. ruining our stats. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Nick Saban, who is about as awesome as Bill Belichick, maybe, Mm -hmm. personality-wise. Hey, something about—we'll have a whole segment someday about the weird, tyrannical
1: honoree coaches, Popovich, Belichick, Saban, Meyer.
0: You can't can't really argue with the results. Okay, Um, lastly, Oakland Raiders taking a trip to State Farm Field in Glendale, Arizona. Your Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals, who um, I—I need to rename my fantasy football teams. I named them after Sam. Bradford, you know they cut him. They cut Sam. They, they cut oh. Sam Bradford. So <laughs> we've given the reins to Josh Rose. Woo. Now that's a good Car- Cardinals decent. You know, well, I shouldn't say they're decent. They're better off than the Raiders, so you would think <laughs> at home yes. that that's going to be um, going to be a beat down, maybe. Guess. Yes, it will, because the Raiders are not trying to win games anymore. The Raiders, I think, are trying to I'm lose convinced- games for their Vegas campaign. Are Look, they not?
1: And this is again, b b b b b, like red alert conspiracy theory time. Okay, okay, let's hear it, Jack um, Bauer. Go. I literally think that John Gruden is now making signals to the press that he even isn't calling games so as to win. He said after the game with the Los Angeles Chargers, Derek Carr threw a stupid ball where it was fourth and five. They were, they'd been marching down the field and he throws it at the feet of the receiver. It was toward the end of the game. People are saying, uh, just throw it somewhere, right? Let it bounce <laughs> up and someone will catch it. Now, after the game, John Gruden took the, the blame for that and said, look, it was just a bad play call, just a really bad one. Now, part of it's just he's just trying to take some of the heat off his quarterback who's really feeling it. I just feel, so, feel so bad for Derek, man. Don't Don't ever watch his press conference it just Heartbreaks your heart This guy is such a good guy But things are terrible For him right now I honestly think Gruden is deliberately He cut Bruce Irvin. He's taking off Like basically of Letting Mac. Ve- veterans walk Who Cooper's don't want to gone. be there And I think he's just saying Look like, Forget it You know Who cares I, I honestly think uh, You know Of course they're going to say All day and night That they're not tanking The Raiders But when you trade away Every one of your best players Save for your quarterback Who there's much debate As to how good he actually is Um you know, I don't know what else you call it, but they're not really trying to win. That is a the safest imaginable bet for a victory that you could possibly find. But to my my from my perspective, look, I've rooted for Raiders teams that were just trying to be the least embarrassing team in the league. That's not really a fun place to be forever. Why not just take all the embarrassment? Load up in the draft and see if you can move on from there, so at this point i don 't really care, and I actually kind of find a lot of the negative press comical at this point, so keep it coming, I guess
0: well like i like I said, I think they're looking at vegas and okay yeah. let 's build the team for uh, for that season, so absolutely, anyway, should be good. one of us will be happy next week, probably going to be. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals and, and me cheering for them. But uh, if not, I'm going to be heartbroken. Like, guys, at home we lost to the Raiders. For me, it's first-round
1: first, first round pick, number one pick, Nick Bosa. Here we come. You think Nick Bosa? I think so. I think it's a defense-heavy draft, which is great. Um, I think they can sign a bunch of offensive weapons and free agency. on if they want, they could get a bunch of
0: people. Well, so. and Oakland has three first-round picks. Three first-round picks. Cowboys and, and their own And so, a
1: ton of cap room now Yeah, gonna, so gonna be nice they're, they're gonna be a totally Different team next year Doesn't mean
0: they'll be great But they'll be watchable Okay next year. Chris, I have to just say this I think that Was one heck of a 30 minute podcast Best Not bad I told you Right? Like lucky number six it, That was pretty good Let's do it uh, Write to us Tell us what you think You may or may not
1: agree Listen, Internet, open game. Tell us how stupid we are. Um, we're asking for it.
0: Let's, see, let's hear it. Br- bring it. Okay. Thanks for joining, everybody. Uh, any shout-outs today? Um, shout-out to Luke for just interrupting us. Thanks, Luke. Aaron, thank you, buddy. Couldn't do it without you. Bo, Cliff, Derek? If you're out there, help us. Please please. We'll even talk soccer if you want.
1: Oh, there you go.
0: Okay. Till next week. Adios. Peace. The opinions and predictions on this podcast are right. 98.3% of the time. Till the sun fell down, you kept it going.